Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hi, my name is Jonna, and I play football for Chelsea FC and for the Swedish national team. And you are listening to the Blue Day podcast. Hello Chelsea supporters, welcome to the Blue Day podcast and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, the man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence, and it is my absolute honour to bring you my new co-hosts for this podcast. They are Chelsea through and through, it's Ron Chopper Harris and Gary Chivers. How are we gentlemen? Yeah, yeah fine, fine. Chelsea, Keith. Fine. Hello, it's alright. Yeah. Very impressed with the hair, Pat. <laughs> especially, especially well after yesterday's result, uh, the Chelsea Man United game, and obviously you'll speak about that, Keith. Yes, now of course I'll tell you what. Let's let's start with it. Well, we'll obviously we've got a few things that we'll sort of talk about today, uh, but let's sort of begin with the game from yesterday, Chelsea versus United. You know, two calls still unbeaten. You know, we was up against United, who all right, they're not the greatest United side that that has ever sort of been out there but they're still second and you know I know uh, Chivs we sort of discussed it a little bit yesterday I thought we played quite well I know you sort of you you agreed as well and people are sort of talking about Chelsea at the moment with this issue of oh we're not scoring enough goals you know are they all too much possession based but you know Tuchel's only been there five minutes and gentlemen again your thoughts on sort of yesterday in regards to the the performance and the result and the, sort of how how did you think Chelsea fared? Well, I, I, I'll go first. Shall I? Yeah. I, I, well, I'll tell you what. I, I thought they were fantastic yesterday. I think I think Tuchel um, done all his homework, um, bringing in Chilwell at left left back, uh, really to, really to. To thwart Mason Greenwood because he was the one with pace on the, on, on the right hand side. I, feel, I think Chilwell done ever so well against him, and I thought tactically in midfield, we, he, he done brilliant. You know, uh, I think it was is it Fernandez for him couldn't get the ball in midfield. He looked frustrated all the time, uh, and only because of the work of Canty, who was sat in front of our back four mopping up everything. I think he was brilliant. I think it was a good overall performance. We just lacked a little bit of bite. And probably a little bit of pace up front. 
Um, Oliver Giroud obviously did okay, but we just needed a little bit, a little bit, someone up there with a little bit of pace to frighten them. Um, but I thought overall, and I, I think you're the same. I thought overall it was a good performance, a very good performance. Yeah, no, I think on you know the run of play, I think Chelsea deserved to win. I think the the big problem that Chelsea have at the moment, they seem to have uh, tightened up defensively where they're not conceding so many goals or. But it's somebody putting the ball in the back of the net. You know, Werner's what the played what fifteen games and scored one goal. And if you have a look at the others, they, you know, they they can't seem to find the back of the net. If we could get somebody that could, you know, <clears throat> if Werner could come out and most probably get two or three goals, he might be a different player, full of confidence, and you might have somebody that might stick the ball in the back of the net. And I think that is the problem. We seem to solve the problem at the back where we're not conceding goals, but it's down at the other end that uh, we don't seem to be uh, consistent. Although I think we had one or two good chances uh, last night to, for, uh, I think Giroud missed quite a good chance that, uh, to put us in front, but, uh, you know, maybe hopefully uh, we get things right and uh, we start scoring goals and winning. What did you, uh, gents, make of the fact that since Tuchel's come in, he's put Hudson Adoya as a right wing back? Now, obviously, defensively, he's not his forte, but when it comes to pace, he's obviously got pace to burn, and he's he does provide an a outlet. Are you a little bit worried that someone like Reese James is staying on the bench sort of quite often than not compared to what he was with Lampard? And where do you sort of see that? Potentially going. Obviously, you know. Obviously, uh, in my opinion, I would always play the other lad. Uh, you know, in preference, who come on as sub yesterday. But that's James, only, yeah. yeah. That's only my opinion. I, I think I think quite a lot of him, but uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, he, he seems to be able to get forward. He seems he seems to be able to defend, and uh, I think he's a little bit unfortunate at the moment that he's. He don't seem to be playing week in and week out. I, I, I think I think since Tuchel's come in, he, he's turned around to every player and said, "Listen, if you want to put your name on that shirt, show me, show me, show me what you can do." He's give he's given everyone a chance. No one can say he's not given everyone a chance. He's given everyone a chance and, and a good chance. So it's up to them to stamp their authority and put that name on that shirt. And I think I think he's doing this to Callum Hudson Odoi. I mean. He, I know everyone was going on about he brought him on a sub and then he took him off. But if if the player's not doing what the manager wants him to do, that's what you've got to do. If he's not in the right shape or, or not mentally in the right that's what you've got to do. It's listen, these these premiership managers, as we know, probably get five, six, seven, eight games. Eight games at the at the most. So if you if you've lost two or or you've not started, the pressure's on, and he he just he doesn't want that to happen. He wants the people out there on the pitch that want to be out there, and and, and like yesterday, I, I thought I thought we got it right tactically. I, I thought we got it right. I think we played we played well, really really well, tactically. The only thing we missed um, we missed a, someone up front. Maybe maybe Werner could have come on and played beside Giroud. You know, um, instead of taking uh, Giroud off, um, 
maybe we could have been uh, done that. But other than that, I thought tactically we we were excellent. Hmm. It was nice to see Chilwell start because he hasn't obviously played many games since two calls taken over. So it was nice to see Chilwell sort of in. I thought it gave us a good a balance. I'm just going to say, at, I think, at the back. yeah, when uh, when he plays the fella Chilwell, I think what you just said, I think he gives us a good balance. He's mm. good at the system that, uh, you know, the manager wants him because he's good at getting forward. He's good on the ball and all that. And I, I, I was surprised that he hasn't started on a, a regular basis, but I'm just a pundit rather than a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I, I was I was pleased with him yesterday, um, and again tactically, I, I think Tuchel got it right. You know, Mason Greenwood, it, it, as fast as quick as you you can, you can get, um, might have given Alonso a bit of a, a bit of a testing, but Chilwell had him had him wrapped up. You know, and in, in, in the end, Greenwood was chasing Chilwell all over the place. Mm. Um, so then again, I, I thought the manager got it right again. And it was nice as well uh, to see sort of Kante play as well because of a few games that he's been on the bench. And I, I personally think Kante is our best centre mid, especially in that position where Tuchel wants to deploy the two centre mids. But we should talk about it because it is sort of part of the controversy and there's been sort of stories that have come out from through the press um, from today. Was the ref... Uh, ducking the a penalty decision. Obviously, we discussed it before we we did recalled. But Gary, I'll start with you. Did you think it was a penalty? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. The way the way the way it, it, the balls come up and touched Callum Hudson Odoi, it, it, it's 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 not put his arm down. And I know we're we're, we're Chelsea. And I was I was listening to to, to some of the um, the pundits on the TV. God, they were just red yesterday. It was just full of red people talking about the red team. No one talking about the blue team. And obviously, he's, he's turned around and more or less said penalty. And I'm thinking, no, it, it, it weren't a natural movement of his arm. And it did, it, it, we can't say it didn't, but it did touch his, his hand. But no pen, definitely no pen. When I watched it, I wasn't convinced. That uh, it was the Chelsea lad that touched the ball first. I thought the Manchester United fella, uh, you know, uh, touched the ball first. But uh, you know, you, when when I was watching the team and uh, this morning, like uh, with a number of penalties, Manchester United, he, he can't complain. The manager at United, surely, with the amount of penalties that uh, they've been given over a period of time. Yes. That's that's right, and also when we played them at Old Trafford, wasn't it a certain Harry Maguire that was all over Aspilicueta, yeah. yes. one yeah. of the swap shirts? Yes, yeah. No VAR decision or anything. So no. I, I I look at it as what goes around comes around. You know, so. when when you watch when you watch the football today, and you watch free kicks and corners, and you see how people manhandle each other. Uh, you could give a penalty every game, and that that never happened in our time, Chips, did it? You know. Well, how, did you, how did you get away with it, Ron? You manhandled with everyone. No, but I just used to jump into people, didn't I? <laughs> Obviously, so did they, like you know. But uh, no, they, they could give a penalty every week, the yeah. if they yeah. see what goes on 
when people are blocking runs. You you look at the fella Maguire, uh, uh, you know the Manchester United fella. He's pushing and shouting. The fella's six foot two, isn't he? Yeah, all and of that. Yeah, he's having he, you know. But it it seems to be part of the game that's uh, come in since we retired, Chivs. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> hell of a hell of a long time ago. Do you prefer man marking or zonal? Man, man marking always. Um, zonal uh, players can get a run on you, and you've just got to stick your hand up. If if someone beats you in the air, it's down to you. You know, whereas whereas zonal, you could turn around and say, "Oh well, I was there because I had to go there. You had to go here. You you go get hold of a person, get hold of the striker. You mark him. He's yours, and he ain't he ain't getting ahead of you in the box. How about I, you, Ronnie? Well, I, I think that one of my forties years ago was that uh, I used to man mark people. Anybody, whether it was Bestie or Greasy or Dennis Law. Uh, you know, Tommy Dockett would pull me aside, look, you know, you follow him everywhere. And if he went out on the wing, I'd go with him and all that. And, you know, I've always said, like, when you think, I think the greatest goal scorer we, we've ever had was Jimmy Greaves. In all the years I marked him, he only ever scored one goal. And I, I think that, uh, but that don't seem to happen today where people man mark. They play a, a system, either three at the back or five at the back or, you know, or what is uh, like a game of chess. Sometimes I think. Hmm. Interesting. It's it's fascinating when sort of discussing it from when you two played and seeing that, you know, when I've seen it on coaching courses or when you actually see it live at football, I can't remember a time where a team flat out man marks at corners and even free kicks when free kicks coming in from wide. They're all, it's still zonal. They're marking their space if somebody goes into the space, that's them. That's their responsibility. I I personally prefer man marking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your thoughts on sort of a particular player who he's we signed him in the summer. He's he's been injured. He's been in out in and out of the side. He didn't play great. Um, he came off sort of in the second half. Was Hakim Ziyech. Now the sort of the criticism that I sort of heard from Chelsea supporters was he's too lightweight, he's not good enough. Send him back to Ajax. Do you think someone like that should be given more time in the side, or should it be a case of if he's that good enough, he should know, you know, the fundamentals? He, sh- he should be okay by now. Well, I think it's sometimes difficult for you know foreign players to come over and play in, you know, our league and things like that. <clears throat> you know, I, I would rather like to judge him, you know, over maybe the next few months uh, and, and make opinion rather than maybe people are saying he should be doing this, he should be doing that and all that. You know, somebody, you know, they've paid a lot of money for him, so somebody must have fancied him uh, to the start. So I would reserve my, my judgment uh, until... Maybe towards the end of the season, or as the season finishes, I've done about you, Chips. Yeah, but, well, I don't normally agree with you, but I'll agree with you this time. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I totally say what Ron, Ron says. Really, it takes it takes time to adjust to this to this football, to, to the Premiership. You know, it's, it's the it's the hardest league in the world to come in, and and it's some sometimes it's difficult for players. You know, it, the new country, 
not f- familiar surroundings. Um, and if you don't hit the ground running, and all of a sudden, it, and when he first came in, he, he, he looked okay, but then he suffered from an injury, so he's he's gone like two yeah. steps forward and one, one step further back. We just got to give him give him a little bit more time, you know, and um, hopefully he'll settle. He'll you know find a nice place to live or whatever, and settle down and and, and get everything together because it's it's just important. Off the pitch is what it is on the pitch, you know. If someone's happy off the pitch, they'll be happy on the pitch. Mm. So he's just got to settle down a little bit more. We've got to give him a little bit more time. Agreed. Gents, we've sort of discussed the Chelsea-United game. We're going to talk about the Liverpool-Chelsea game later on. But as you you two have played for the mighty Chelsea, we're going to talk about Chelsea-United now from when you gents played. So... What are your memories? Again, this is obviously a different Man United from when you played against them. You know, you had more, I'd say you probably had more iconic players back then rather than now. Um, you know, when I look at the United defence, that doesn't sort of frighten me. If I was a centre forward, that, that back forward would not frighten me at all. But gents, what are your memories of sort of playing against Man United and sort of coming up against them? As, as a player, I mean, what 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 sort of stories could, could, could you sort of tell the listeners about sort of you know the iconic players that you played against? When in the when we played up at Old Trafford, if you you know if you have a look from my period, what in the late sixties to the eighties, we used to do ever so well at Old Trafford, uh, and when United come to Chelsea, they used to seem to get the better. And my memories, uh, <clears throat> I think they had some exceptional players and uh, I suffered for many, many years uh, of Georgie Best scoring one, I think, one of the finest goals I've ever seen anybody get where he ran from the halfway line. He beat two or three fellas uh, and I, he, he practically overran the ball and I just thought, God, shot, here's your chance. And I went in at my normal height like waist and half caught him and half missed him, and he managed to stay on his feet and dropped his shoulder, put the ball in the back of the net, and uh, I think that was one of the greatest goals I've, I've ever seen, and it used to be on grandstand, 12 o'clock every Saturday, and when I watched it, I was more convinced that one of these days I was going to catch him, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I remember playing at Old Trafford, uh, one of the early games. I'm not sure, if, I think he was playing wrong. Um and we played Arsenal on a Monday. I think Arsenal beat um, Man United in the FA Cup on the Saturday. We played Arsenal on a Monday and we went to United on the, on the Wednesday. And I remember playing, uh, wow. I think it was Jimmy, Jimmy Greenoff and uh, Joe Jordan. And I, and I went up for a header. And as I went up for a header, I just headed the ball forward. And I remember a couple of the lads coming over to me saying, God, you was, you was as brave as anything there. And I'm thinking... When I when I saw the actual replay, Joe Jordan had run, I think, 15 yards to plant an elbow on the side of my head. But as I've gone forward with my head, he's just missed me head. So that's my, uh, yeah, incredible. But always a tough place, always a tough place to go to. But like uh, Ronnie says, we, we've always done well. We've always done well at Old Trafford. It's been a, a good hunting ground for us in, uh, in in the past. Played well there. But it was always a good place to play because of the atmosphere. They used to always get, what, 70-odd thousand people week in and week out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 
if you didn't really want to play in an atmosphere like that, you shouldn't be playing football. Yeah, the buzz, the buzz of coming yeah. out on that ground is, is something else. Yeah. What's it like for obviously for mere mortals like myself who, you know, will never probably get to experience that? What What's it like sort of coming out of that tunnel and seeing, as you say, seventy thousand sort of fans? With you know, some are Chelsea, obviously some will mostly a Man United, but it must obviously give you more of an adrenaline rush to sort of, you know, be pumped to to perform, surely. Yeah. I, I think the two, I'm sure, Chips, I think the two best places uh, for atmosphere uh, was Old Trafford, when you had 70-odd thousand people, and going up to Anfield, when they used to, like, I think the crowd couldn't get no more than, like, 40-odd thousand, and... Uh, and all the years I played up at Anfield, uh, I never ever won a league game. And, you know, when you're two or three knocked down with 20 minutes to go and all the crowd are singing, you'll never walk alone. All you want the referee to do is cut the game short, blow the whistle so you can go on because that is the most fantastic people. No disrespects to United, but that is the, the most fantastic place, uh, you know, for the atmosphere. The, the the best thing, as what he says, is when you, when you're playing in these games, you're in the tunnel, and I'm not being funny. You, you think to yourself, I, I can jump 20 foot in the air, you know. But you look at you look at other people that's got adrenaline running through them, and some some look scared, and you think, God, I hope he livens up in the first five or ten minutes, you know. Otherwise, we'll, we'll we'll be struggling today. It all depends how it gets you. And if you use that adrenaline in the right way, you're going to have a good game. If you use it in the wrong way, you're going to be awful. And, and sometimes you used to look at players and I used to think, come on, let, 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 you know, let's get going. You know, we need to get going here, don't we? You know, but um, yeah, it all depends how you use the adrenaline. But places like that, they, they, they used to be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Playing up at Anfield during the week, yeah. midnight game. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, an eight o'clock kickoff. But these these places, not so much Old Trafford, Anfield for many, many years had the best pitch to play on. You know, it was dead flat. It was never, ever bumpy. I mean, Stamford Bridge, at, at the best, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, was was one of the worst pitches to play on. It was a difficult yeah. pitch to play on, Stamford Bridge, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Would you say from the point when you two were playing to now that the atmosphere and the intimidation factor of these stadiums has changed so much? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, see, I think what's happened now, like, uh, without being disrespectful to anybody, years ago, uh, you know, it was quite reasonable priced to, to go and watch a game. And it was the working class people. And you could go there and have a share up and a, a couple of drinks and all that. But, you know, Chips would tell you, you know, we do the hospitality at Chelsea and they've got the boxes there. And some of the people are not even Chelsea supporters. Mm. Their, their company's got a box and whoever's in charge, Chips, don't they? Whoever's yeah. in charge, uh, they, they could be supporting the away side or something like that. And I, I don't think since they've had all these all-seater stadiums, uh, the atmosphere is the same. Um, the likes of the ordinary class people cannot afford to go to football nowadays. 
from from the football side, from the football side, um, when you're lining up in the tunnel waiting to come out, um, like they all they all chat and sh- shake hands. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be speaking. I wouldn't be speaking to the opponents. There's no way in the month of Sundays would I be even looking at them. I'd be looking at them, giving them a right good. You wait till you get out there. You know what I mean? It was none of this. I mean, some of them they're shaking hands. How you doing? You know, hugging each other. And I'm thinking, God, you've got to go out and nail that fella. Probably in about 15 minutes. You know, it's, it, the game's changed though. The game has definitely changed. But that certainly wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shaking hands with no one in the tunnel. No. Well, there's there's been games now that pe- players have swapped shirts at half time. <laughs> and it's just, it, yeah, you just sort of think to yourself, why? You know, you're, you're yeah. okay. You know him outside, you know, playing. But if you're playing against him, he's your opponent. He's you know the band you've got to try and beat. Don't be too pally with him. You've got to sort of that. Well, again, that, that's that's my opinion anyway. Ooh. But I, I I do agree. You know, you look at it from a standpoint. Some play some players are just too nice now. I think really nice. Really, really nice. Really jumping up in the air, you know, don't book him, don't do this. God, it's, it, well, Ronnie will tell you, as soon as Ronnie were good, big, books, the, the, the other team would be wanting it to get him off. You know, that was the way football is. You, you, you try, you're trying to win a game by seeking as, as many advantages as you possibly can. That's the way I look at it. I bet, Ron, you always used to go into the referee's ear and go, hang on, you've already booked him once, you know, one more time. I don't think I ever spoke to any referee in all my time, apart from uh, when they used to come over and book him. You used to say, what's your name? And you used to say, Harris. But other than that, I never used to get involved. But, you know, I'm sure Chibs would tell you, you know, it's it's so much different. If If you watch, as I said before, you watch rugby, uh, and I enjoy, if there was a football game on the television, on ITV, and a rugby game on BBC, I'd, I would rather watch the the BBC rugby, because I think that, you know, which I said before, if you see a racehorse fall at a fence, and it lays still, it's uh When these fellas get tackled today, and they do six rollovers, they can't be hurt. And I, I think that is the sad part that's come into the difference between the football in our time compared to today. Unless Chelsea were playing, Ron. Unless Chelsea yeah. are playing, obviously you'd be watching them. <laughs> but any other football game, no. No, definitely. Brilliant. Um, obviously, we played yesterday. We, we got the draw. We're playing on Thursday, also with these fixtures that are coming quite thick and fast. We're up against Liverpool at Tanfield. So it, it, this falls quite nicely to what you two gentlemen said about, you know, playing in uh, at Anfield. What, what do you think Chelsea will come up against with Liverpool? You know, because the, uh, they, they won last night, but yeah. half half their team's injured. Alisson, I think, is still on compassionate leave. Yeah. Is this, is, is yeah, this the best I, I chance think, to play yeah, them I now? Think yeah, I think it's a good chance to go up to Anfield uh, because there's no crowd and they've always been worth a goal or two start. I know they won the beat Sheffield United yesterday, but they've been having a bit of a, a mediocre run and they're, what, fifth in the table, which has not happened, you know, for for most probably quite some time. So I think that Chelsea have got a great chance of going there on on Thursday 
and nicking a result. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you there, Ron, as well. I, I think um, it's a great, great chance to to go and play. And they still got their centre halves um, out. Most of their teams injured. Brilliant chance to go there and, and stamp all our, our authority on the game. Really take the game to them. I think it would be a great, great time to play and uh, hopeful uh, of getting three points. Mm. Yeah, I think that the way sort of he did his tactics yesterday and did his subs, I think he he's probably looked at that game as well and thought, I'll start Giroud that game as well up against probably two of the youngest centre-back pairings yeah. in the league. They, they're missing Jordan Henderson, their the captain, so that could be a bit of a, a, a huge blow for them, hopefully. And, you know, yes, he's probably gave Werner a, a rest in light of that particular game as well. So I expect Werner to come back in. I expect maybe Jorginho maybe to come back in, although I thought Kante and Kovacic played quite well. No, but, they played really well yesterday. The centre-backs, uh, it'll be interesting, actually, if Thiago Silva comes back. I think that, that could be a game where he he, he should come back because he'll bring that leadership and experience. Um, James, just sort of quickly on Thiago Silva. It was a little bit was made about when we signed him with, with the age and you know, people were saying that he might not be the, you know, the greatest defender. Being defenders yourselves... Do you feel that Chelsea perhaps maybe have pulled off a masterstroke by bringing someone of this ilk in? Yes, his age is on the wrong side of 30, but he does have that quality. He does provide that experience. Well, I, I think that uh, the fella's been around a long time. Uh, he's a, a real experienced fella. Uh, you know, for maybe for a year or two, he might be able to help some of the younger players in the side and things like that. But the only problem I always feel, I'm sure Chips will tell you that, you know, if you have a bit of a knock, uh, if you're 18 or 19, it only takes you a week to get over it. The fella's been out for two or three matches now, and he with a, an injury. Whereas I think if you're, if you're a lot, it takes you a, a little bit longer as you get older to get over the injuries. But, I, I think he's done ever so, so well uh, when he when he's played, whether he'll be returning soon or not remains to be seen. I think it was a master signing signing him, um, a fellow of, of his experience and, and elk and, uh, and stature on the pitch. You know, he's, he's always in the right position at the right time. You never see him um, smashing clearances. They're always uh, chip balls or driven balls into into the front people. His, his positioning is, is unbelievable, but that, that's with experience. That's with experience. I think he's done a, a fantastic job. And, and the pairing yesterday, I, I thought, did well as well. I thought Rudiger was, was okay. I thought Christian had, had a really good game yesterday. You know, he's marking. Yeah, yeah, he played best game yesterday. for a long time. For, for, for a long time. He looked, conf- he looked confident on the ball as well. He looked confident on the ball. But with Thiago Silva, he's just in a, he's in a different class. He really is a different class. And like, like Ronnie says, some, sometimes when you get an injury and it takes you longer to get back, you've just got to wrap them up in cotton wool, really, and just get him back on the pitch. Would you expect Chelsea to offer him a, another deal for next season? Well, I, I think, think it, honestly... Yeah, I think it all depends where they finish. If they... If they qualify for the Champions League, think they might, you know, 
give them another contract for a year or so. But maybe if they don't, they might turn around and say, well, you know, you, you'll be coming up, at, was he 36 now? 36, yes. 37, you know, it, 50-50. I'll stay on the fence at the moment. I'll let Chips make the decision. Well, 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 I'll tell you what, I, I, I think they probably will, but apparently they've, they've offered Ron a year. You're, you're coming back next year, Ronnie, ain't you, for Chelsea? <laughs> 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 right back in centre-half? Is that oh, right? I don't know. I can't even walk up the stairs nowadays. Just <laughs> I think, like my wife was only saying the other day, what's come out with me with all the injuries, was covering up for your mistakes every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make plenty of them. (laughs) (laughs) Bless. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, One final thing before we do do move on to other matters. Um, Tuchel yesterday um, did not start Tammy Abraham. In fact, he wasn't even on the bench. There's been sort of rumours coming out within the last 24 hours of Tammy not looking at signing a new deal because he's not happy with the contract that Chelsea have offered. There's obviously talk about he he's wanted to know what Chelsea's plans are about bringing in strikers. What's your thoughts on him, gentlemen? Do you feel that we should maybe, you know, possibly break the bank with him like we did with Hudson Adoy based on his age and ability? Or as a player, would you perhaps look at the situation and go, maybe he should move on for the benefit of his career? Well, I, I think the club, the club has offered him what they, what they consider his worth. So it's totally up to Tammy what he does. Um, I, I don't think they should break the bank. Um, and, and, and they won't. They, they'll look at this. They'll, they'll look at, at Tammy and, and and see where he's at. He's got to be. He's got to be for me scoring a few more goals uh, and getting in, into good scoring positions, um, which which we've lacked or he he's lacked at, at the moment. Um, if he feels like he, he wants to go to to another club, listen. No one else. No one else will ever ever stop a player from moving if they want to move. You know because you could be. Uh, how can I put awkward in training or something like that but really you, you know what I'd like to see I'd like to see him roll up his sleeves and fight for his place and fight and fight to stay in that's what I'd like and I think all the all the Chelsea supporters would like to see a Tammy Abrams Tammy Abrams running down defenders being aggressive winning winning headed balls and, and getting a few more goals that's what we want to do that's what we want to see Uh and I think loads of Chelsea supporters that would like to see that in Tammy. So a big message is stay stay at Chelsea, but fight for your place. Fight for your place. Ronnie, what, what did we I do when, like, if he was out of the team? If he was out of the team, what'd you do? Well, you used to, you know, in training, <laughs> you'd want to impress the manager, make him, you know, it happened once or twice to me when I got left out of the side. And you, you, you want to, be that much more determined to prove the manager that he's wrong. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the worst thing that's come into football since our times is agents. And you bet your life, he's got a, they've all got agents now. And the more they can earn, the more the agent gets. And that never happened in my time. You were called in and say, look, you know, there's a three year contract, £40 a week or £100 a week. Uh, you know, it, it, 
without being disrespectful, you know, if they was to release him, do you think there'd be a flood of clubs coming after him? Well, I, I do believe that there are some Premier League clubs that would take a sniff at him, but then the other the other sort of problem you'll have is Chelsea aren't going to let him go on the cheap. If they see him as, and again, this is all depends if he goes to the Euros. If he goes to the Euros, that might put another five to ten million pound on his price tag. So it, I think Chelsea are probably going to have to wait up. But if Chelsea are looking to bring in so many players, you know, if if, if the rumours are true and Roman is going to give Thomas Tuchel two hundred and fifty million to spend on new players. Tuchel's going to have to take. Tuchel's going to have to sell players, isn't he? So maybe Tammy. Ain't they supposed to be on the verge of signing this fella Harland? That's that's the, the rumours that are going round at the moment that Chelsea are one of the clubs looking at Harland. But again, I there's. So if, if, they, I was, yeah, if they sign him, uh, would he be uh, happy, Tammy Abraham? I personally would say no. So. Uh, Maybe he's put two and two together and thought to himself, well, maybe there's an opportunity to get the way, get signed on for you, the agent would be happy, you know. The thing with Tammy, Tammy, Tammy's been at the club since, since the age of six, I think. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been here a long, long, long time. And apparently he's got a house in Surrey, which is completely white with a blue line going through it. So it shows you what, what he thinks of the club. He obviously loves the club. He obviously loves the club. He, he's probably got annoyed over the weekend because he's been left out. Let's get him back. Let, let's let's see him fighting for his place. That's what I'd like. I'd like him to stay. I'd like him to see him fight for his place. It's too easy sometimes for these players just to say like, "Well, I want to move on. I want to go here." Why? Why do you want to move? He's at the best club in in the world. Why? Why move on? Stay. Stay at Chelsea. Go and prove it to the to the supporters. Gents, did you have players that were sort of on the fringes of the first team and maybe had a couple of games and then was taken off? And did, was there any players that kicked up a fuss in training or spoke to any of the backroom staff or whatever and just sort of said, you know, I need to play or something along them lines? Was there any sort of particular players that did that or yeah, was it a case you of... Always had, you always had players that plays, but in our time, and Ronnie will tell you, if you, if you got left out, you had a point to prove, you know, you, you, you ran about on Monday at, at, at training. You stayed out for extra work. You, you, you trained harder. And then, and then you'll go and see the manager and say, like, oh, I want to play. I want to play games. Every player, uh, no matter what, especially in our time, it, it weren't what wage you was on. You just wanted to be playing. You just, you, you know, you, that, that's what it was all about. Getting the game time, playing and improving and trying to improve. And that's what you want to see in players. I always, I always think that uh, as a player, you, if you if you get left out the side, you've got two choices. You know, you can roll up your sleeve even in training and have a right go, or sit and sulk. So if if you sit and sulk, you've got no chance of getting back in the side. Whereas I say, if you roll up your sleeves and that, it, it happened to me once with with Eddie McCready. But uh, you know, I remember playing in the reserves in the morning. And coming on a sub in the afternoon for the first team. That would never happen nowadays. But, you know, you roll up your sleeves and you want to have a go. Yeah. Show them. Yeah. Good, good, chance, for, good chance for Tammy now to, to, to do that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And show what he's made of, really. Instead of taking, 
the easy way out, which would be to move. And I don't think he'd want to move. Why would you want to leave Chelsea? Good point. On the subject of strikers, let's sort of um, delve sort of down a, a different path, so to speak, shall we? And as it's the 1st of March, it's the anniversary of Peter Osgood passing, one of the best strikers Chelsea has, has ever had. Um, he unfortunately died on the 1st of March 2006. Uh, Ron, you played with you played with him many times. You yeah. know, you you knew of him, Gary. I'm I'm sure. Obviously, you know you you know of the great man as well, gents. Just sort of, what sort of stories have you got of Peter Osgood? You know, for people that may have never met him before or probably hasn't haven't seen him sort of play. What was he like and as a player and as a man? I've I've always said that Ozzy was one of the best players that I've played with in my time at Chelsea Football Club and through the football club. Uh, he was a great lad. He would do, you know, if somebody, you know, we used to have a secretary called John Battersby and, you know, he would call, come in the dress and say to me, look, can you get two or three lads to go up to St. Stephen's Hospital where they've got a young lad that's not very well and all that? And he'd be the first one to put his name down to do things. And he, he was a great lad, Oz, and I, I still maintain, in my opinion, he's, you know, if you had an opinion poll, he would be one of the front runners to be the greatest player that's played for Chelsea. My, my, my time was, um, in fact, one of, one of the games I was sub, and it was his last game for Chelsea, and uh, I was substituted for him, and I come on instead of him. But uh, growing up, um, obviously, Ron's a, a little bit older the, than me, but I was I was playing in the reserves, and Ozzy would be in the reserves, and he was just he was just brilliant. Not, not only on the ball, but giving you advice. You know, you know, don't don't kick it there, get your head up there, change your position. He was brilliant to the youngsters, and it was something that, that, that clubs don't do anymore. But when they used to have a, a, uh, the combination team, the reserve team. Sometimes you'd get Charlie Cook playing in the in, in, in the uh, in the reserves, you know. And, and you, if you can't learn off of players like that and Aussie, and he was brilliant, Aussie. Aussie would just come over and chat to you. You know, do you think you could have done that a little bit different? You know, I think he went on and coached at, at Southampton um, when Alan Ball was manager. Mm. Their reserves, but really, there should have been there should be coaching jobs for for these these players that are just retired because they've seen it they've been there they've done it like like Ronnie 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 used to tell me um when I was growing up when I was coming for the youth team about marking people you know instead of going from the the left side gold side go the other side and I used to think well, what's he on about but when you started doing it in the games it used to work because everyone nine times out of ten or 99 times out of 100 would turn the way that Ronnie would, Ronnie would be standing there to tackle you. And in the end, it, it, you bring it into your game. It's getting on the wrong side of people. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good lad. He was, yeah, really, really good. Good round, good round the dressing room. What was he like outside of Ron? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, there must have been times you, you've gone out sort of with him on sort of functions. Yeah, was, you know, you know, Oz would go out of his way to, to speak to anybody or sign autographs. You know, and the, the, the things are different. Like we used to, you know, even in my time, if we even if you, you know, you, you played at home or if you played away, there used to be about, what, six or seven of us 
you used to go like to the dogs on the Friday night. We used to uh, train, say, about two o'clock on the Friday if you played at home. You'd uh, go up to the uh, Lancaster Hotel up in London, uh, put all your things in. Uh, and then, you know, as I say, six or seven of us, Ozzy was one of them. We used to go to the dogs. Uh, but the last race used to be about, what, 9.15? And we'd be back at the hotel by quarter to ten and nobody said anything. We used, we used to have to go to the pictures when we first started staying away. And, you know, the lads come up to me and said, look, you know, we've already seen this fear. Can't you film? Can't you go and have a chat with him? And, you know, the manager, and, and when <laughs> the lads have seen this film, and they used to say, look, you know, as long as you're back in the hotel by up last nine, not a problem. And nobody, <clears throat> you know, if you go back over the players, you know, I'm not being disrespectful to any of the players that are playing today. Uh, you know, is there any, or is there any better players around than Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst and Ozzy and Hadi, you know, George Easton, all these people, I think they'd walk in the sides that are playing today. And, and most of them was, you know, you know, you'd have a beer or something like, I'm not saying all of them, but, you know, like, Going back to the pitches that we played on, you played in the frost, you played in the snow. You know, today, you know, you know, they seem to be pampered. You know, you, you watch the rugby internationals and see somebody knocking, you know, you, you're flying. They don't roll over and roll over and roll over to get somebody sent off, which I think is a crime since these players, you know, since... You know, it's happened over a period of a few years, like, you know. Yeah, I might be wrong. You know, people might disagree, but I bet if you, you know, I, I watched uh, some of the Chelsea game. You know, if Ozzy and them were playing today and Ian Hutchinson, every, every time a team kicks off with the ball, right, they have full team passes and it don't even get out your own half. <laughs> When when we did, we used to play the ball back to Johnny Hollins and you'd get Ozzy and Hutch up the middle and they'd thump one up the middle. Nobody crosses a ball nowadays, do they? No. <coughs> no, you know, different game. And that's, it's a different it's, game. I'm not knocking the people that are playing football today, but I would honestly like to see some of these players playing today on the pitches that we played in and some of the tackles that when you can't even tackle anybody. If you slide in today, that, that's a foul. You know, you, you can't, you know, you look at all the jostling and the pushing and shoving for free kicks and corners. Go back in our time, I bet you've never seen anything like that. And everybody does it today. A fella, you know, does a tackle and they roll around. They roll around for, what, five or six rolls. Well, if they were Zert, they would lay still, wouldn't they? Like a racehorse. <laughs> it lays still. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and I think that's the sad part. You know, I'm not criticising the difference between us and them, but I think that's the whole thing that's changed. You know, even when we used to play in some of these European ties, the last thing the managers used to say to us was, be careful in and around the penalty area when you're tackling. 
And it's it's all I think all this has come from, you know, foreign players that are coming over to this country and, and I think everybody does it nowadays. I remember <clears throat> going to watch my kids play when they were twelve, thirteen years of age. And I got hold of one of them the day my mark and I said to him, Why do you keep on spitting during the game? And he said, Well I see you do it on the television every Saturday night. And they, they see the match of the day and all the things that go. How often do you see a <clears throat> a rugby player when they when they're the, the way they get thumped? Do you see them rolling around and rolling around? I, I can't argue that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's you know like it, it happens. You know, I think in in any division or you know the games we 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 watch in the Premiership, the first thing anybody does opposing forward. When they get into the penalty area, is they trail their leg or something like that, and they are the people that I think should be punished, should be banned. You know, if you, you know, like if you're driving up the motorway doing 80 miles an hour and you get called over by the police for speeding, I bet for the next few months you drive below the speed limit, don't you? And I think if that happened in football. Where you're you're accusing it won't happen because if it if you're were playing I'm accusing you of cheating and then the, the solicitors involved and things like that and I think that is the sad part you know you look every time there's a free kick or corner people are manhandling each other I've I've seen defenders they don't even look at the ball they're back and, and just stopping you from running in well surely that's a blatant obstruction isn't it yeah. You've only got to start giving penalties, and that'll stop it. Nothing else will stop it. Ron, have you ever fancy being a referee? Uh, not really. <laughs> Ron, I think you'd be great in the VAR room. But, uh, <laughs> at, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you'd be, be perfect at it. No, I, I just think it's a sign of the times. Between you know, even when Chips will tell you, even when you played, they they don't roll around and fall. No, around, do they? no you, 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 you was told to jump up as soon as you got hurt. Never, you, never you show the other team that you hurt. Not, not any other professional football match, and see somebody bought down whatever it's, they roll around and roll around. Well, you see a racehorse fall at a fence and it's hurt, it lays still. With our old physio used to say that you know if. If people lay, if people lay down, you know, this is Harry Meadows, our physio, he would be concerned. But if they just got up and just limped away, he wouldn't be out, he, he wouldn't run as quickly as he could to get to the far side. And I just think that's the sad part that's coming in, into our football over a period of time. All the pushing and the shoving and the diving and the, <clears throat> I think the referees have a very, very difficult job today. But, Who on earth would be a referee, eh? Well, they're, they're full time now. They earn a lot of money, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Um, so, in regards to obviously th- this week, we've got the game against Liverpool. We've got Everton on Monday as well. Um, we will be doing hopefully another episode next week to review the Chelsea-Everton game and perhaps talk about the Liverpool-Chelsea game. But just a couple of announcements before we end here today, gents. Um, 
Mr. Chivers, you've agreed to be a guest on the Blue Day podcast on the interview segment. So we will be reflecting back on your career this month. We, we, we thought it would be fantastic. <laughs> Good old Ron. Good old Ron. The day if he hadn't have been in the sod, I used to do all his work week in and week out. <laughs> well, that will be an interesting episode. Yeah, put it that way. But yeah, so Gary, I'm I'm per- I'm personally going to look forward to that. It'll be sort of great to sort of to hear, you know hear sort of your thoughts on how Chelsea were back in the eighties and. The- Gents, I just want to sort of say thank you very much for joining the Blue Day podcast. I think that this will be fantastic for the Chelsea fans that unfortunately aren't going to the grounds. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we do get to Stamford Bridge, hopefully by next season. So we'll all be sort of together again, watching the mighty Chelsea win, lose or draw. So, yeah, this 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 is going to be a a good venture, I think. Brilliant. Brilliant. No problem. Thanks very much. That's okay. So we will be back next week with a, another episode. So please join us for that. But all, all I can say on behalf of the Blue Day podcast is stay safe and carefree. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.